Hello and welcome to Misunderstood, the show for all you culturally and politically misunderstood ladies or gents. We are your hosts. I'm Kathy. And I'm Nathy. And today we're going to talk about the latest feminist news to hit the scene. For example, did you know working from home negatively impacts women more than men? Allegedly. Plus, Serena Williams is Williams is retiring from tennis because she has a uterus. And Mindy <laughs> Kaling is promoting single motherhood. Yikes. But first, our patented culture shock moment of the week will take it away, Kathy. Well, well, Nathy. Nathy. <laughs> um, apparently, and people aren't talking about this, but apparently Anthony Fauci, the good lord himself, oh. Ha oh, I shouldn't say that. Our Lord and Savior, <laughs> yeah. Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci is retiring? In Fauci, we trusted, I guess, because uh, he's retiring. Wow, this is from nice to me. From NIAID and as the chief medical dude at the secretary of the, the White House. Yeah, place. so uh, he's, so he's, he's gonzo at the end of the year. Yeah, and I guess he's been working for like 38 years. I'm sure it wasn't to make money. I'm sure it was to help. Yes. The nation. I'm sure he wasn't corrupted at all and had no interests of his own. I'm sure the response to the COVID-19 pandemic was uh, out of the goodness of his heart. Just, he didn't make a lot of money no, or anything throughout the pandemic. No, and I'm sure think. he didn't fuel the AIDS uh, fears in the 80s by telling mm -hmm. people they could get, catch AIDS by close contact with another human being. So we're obviously losing one of one America's- of the One of the best, one of the greats. The greatest um, medical authorities in America and Eddie's soldier. I'm actually really sad because the COVID-19 pandemic was so fun for all of us, wasn't it? Wasn't it so fun for you when you lost your jobs, when when you were forced to get a vaccine you didn't want, when mm -hmm. you closed your business, when, when your kids were stuck at home? When your family stopped talking to you and your friends disowned oh, the you? Mm -hmm. the, divorces, the divorces, the yeah. opioid crisis. Yeah. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness, well what a fun time. And I guess hopefully now that you're gone, we'll never have to relive it again. Mm -hmm. But your legacy will live on, Fauci. Watch the person who replaces him be much worse. Come back, Fauci. <laughs> Fauci, come back. <laughs> All right. Anyway. You shall be missed. Yeah, we are really um, broken got, up about it. We're, we're clearly we're in distress. Mm -hmm. These are real tears. Um, this is an interesting one. Let's uh, mm. let's jump right into it then. So this apparently, the work from home revolution is also a trap for women. Women, for women, just for one woman. woman. Yeah, just one. Just she's having author. a rough time. It's the author. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just having a rough go. Did you work from home at all during the COVID-19 pandemic? Yes, I did. Yes, I did too. And did you feel like it was a trap? Um, no. I adopted my beautiful dog, Beatrice. I got and bonded with her. Yeah. Right? It was so much easier raising a dog. It was the best time to, to bond with my dog. So beautiful. And now she cries when I leave the house. So I think maybe it was too much. So something <laughs> that she needs to work through. But yeah. it was a positive thing overall. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, this article just talks about how, although there are, you know, positives to working from home, it's, it specifically negatively targets women. Mm, women of color, Natasha. Oh my gosh, yes, this is a good one. Yeah, so this here's is a good this one. This is a fun quote, and you sent me this quote. Please read the quote. And it's a funny one, okay. <clears throat> women of color love not being exhausted from working in close physical proximity with white people and their microaggressions. That's racist! Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
another one was um, they like being able to use their own bathroom. Yeah. So um, now, are we allowed to use our own bathrooms or are they putting biological males in them? Yeah. So now women care about yeah. bathrooms. Yeah. Now we care now about Now we're bathrooms. so concerned about um, sharing a bathroom. Another one is women like making their own lunches without others' commentaries on them. What? You're that sensitive about food. If you're sensitive about food, like you're, what you're eating, like you maybe should talk to like someone. Like who is this fragile dove who yeah. gets bent out of shape when someone's like, oh, is that a sandwich, Kathy? Like, <laughs> Kathy. it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not that bad. But well, so this article starts off with saying how great working from home is for all these reasons, like microaggressions and their own yeah. bathroom. Yeah, which my favorite part of working from home was avoiding those things as well. Yes. So, um, yeah, and it's so there's this other quote. It's like there's one significant catch in this working from home utopia that additional uh, flexibility opens up a space and that space is quickly filled with responsibilities that were once equally distributed between partners in a relationship, but also between citizens and society in which they are a part. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. No. That's just, we could pretty well just stop talking about it. No. It's go sorry. Well, yeah. I think it's just interesting because what if like you're a woman who goes to the office. I'm non-binary, so I'm gonna have to try and un okay, okay, I'm a woman. I'm Imagine a woman. you're a woman. I'm, I'm a woman. So you're a woman. Yeah. You go to the office. Yep. You have kids. Okay. Mm. Your husband works remotely. Mm. So do does do the responsibilities fall on you still, even of though you're out of the home? Yeah. Or, does it, or perhaps it's your husband who picks up slack while you're yeah. out commuting. No, no man has ever cooked a meal. No. As far as I'm, I'm concerned. not married to a man who cooks all of my meals. <laughs> no. Bless him. Bless his heart. Bless but his heart. Yeah, and they talk about equity in a marriage. like, And it's like, but you guys are a partnership. Mm. Like, you're supposed to be a partnership. The, there are, I think, certain instances in a relationship where someone does, you know, carry a bit more mm. weight. But I think like it evens pregnant out. Like belly, like a big old pregnant belly. Exactly. Maybe you're, a woman carries that weight. Well, exactly. But then that means that your husband or, or whomever would be picking up the slack in other areas yeah. maybe, right? Like, if it's financially... That's one way. If it's not financially, then perhaps he does more housework. Maybe he right. spends more time with the kids. Like I know people who are the woman is the breadwinner of the family and the husband deals with the children because yeah. that's what he's good at. There are stay-at-home dads. Yeah. So and it's I think this article is sort of ignoring biology a bit mm, because no. <laughs> The, the study found that even when the father was unemployed and the mother was employed, the mother still did more of the unpaid care work. But what the heck is unpaid care work? Being a mom, like yeah. th that's such a cold and weird way to describe your life. They always talk about it like that, and they and like, that comes up later with the Serena Williams stuff. But yeah. it's always like it's not fair that a woman has to do this and that, and that she has to like be a mom. It's like first of all, you don't have to be a mom. Yeah, no one is forcing you. And if they are, call the police immediately. Yeah, that's illegal. Okay, but B, if you're choosing to be a mom, which is a privilege, not a right, embrace it. Yeah, maybe take don't don't. It's, it is paid in love and gratitude and love and like little baby squeak, squeaks and giggles. And like, you're, you've created a human being, like a productive, hopefully functioning human being ideally. that's going to pay for your retirement home one day, hopefully. Yeah, push you around in a wheelchair. Like to think of being a motherhood as unpaid labor, it's just so backwards. It's so clinical. It's it's horrible. Yeah, it's just, it's so it's weird. It's your child. Yeah, and I mean, obviously there are elements of this article that I actually do agree with, um, but the biggest kind of trigger point, not trigger point, the biggest She's like triggered. Yeah, I'm so triggered by this article. But the biggest thing that made me like discredit it is that they use words like she session 
mm. and microaggression mm -hmm. and just like the worst sort of things that everyone hates about women, they are embodying that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how are women supposed to be taken seriously when people write about this crap? Like, you know, I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't get it either, Natasha. And um, they also talk about the fact that um, 20, so 75% of heterosexual marriages is the man makes more money and the woman does more housework or whatever. Right. But it's like, okay, 75% is big, but 25% is a quarter. Yeah. So that means a quarter of the time it's the opposite. Right. And that's not a something to that's significant. neglect. That's significant. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing is like, it's a trap for women. Like who's yeah. the trapper? And it's like, are the women who are choosing to do this trapped? Yeah, then? like, am I am I trapped because I like a clean sink? Exactly. Like, no, no. Like, it kind of seems like they're putting all women in a box. Yeah. But it's so funny because feminism is all about how women can do anything. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, what if I just want to clean the damn toilet? Mm. Okay, I don't. No one wants I, to clean the toilet. But I'm, I'm going to do it a little better than my husband. It has to happen, though. It does have and to happen, yeah. They also talk about how there's a 10% disparity between, like, as people are starting to go back to work after the pandemic... Uh, more men are returning to work. And it's only a disparity of 10%. So like, and they're like, see, men are just trying to get out of housework. And I'm like, I bear, I really don't think that your husband is going to commute to work and deal with trouser pants and like communal bathrooms just to get out of like cleaning the sink well, or whatever. It's so stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous because nobody likes commuting. Yeah, no it's one likes It's so commuting. exhausting and stressful and it can be dangerous depending on the weather. Like, I'm pretty sure these men would rather work from home. And some, I know, like, I had a boss once who said coming to work was, like, his time. Right. Like, he spent, he, when he goes home, it's, he's involved focus with his family. On the family yeah. Exactly. But when he goes to work, he can focus on work and he doesn't have to, like, it's not like he can't think about his family, but it's like, he can focus and it's like, there's a separation there and he enjoyed yeah. that. And, like, maybe as a woman, Maybe it's harder to make that separation and you're still worried about what's going on at home because of biology. So it's like it's easier just to be at home. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, and also maybe men are just not scared of COVID. Have we considered that? Maybe That's less true. men are friggin' terrified of COVID and are not using it as an excuse not to go back to work. Cause they're like, I don't feel safe. Yeah. No, it's so true. Unless they live in Toronto, then they're yeah. all scared. Well, um, obviously. When one of the things they talked about was like this Deloitte 2022 women at work survey in which 53% of the 5,000 women surveyed reported higher levels of stress than a year ago. A whopping 46% felt burned out and 33% had taken time off to deal with their mental health. Among women actively looking for a new job, 40% of women cited burnout as their main reason. But, And I think actually working from home during the pandemic was a bit exhausting because you never felt like you left work mm -hmm. and I and then you you have never get ending off, work day. Exactly. And then you get off work and you have to do with your children who are mm -hmm. also probably at home. But that is not exclusive to women. Like no. burnout is a, I think that's such a huge millennial thing I know, thing half in the general. stuff in this article could absolutely be applied to men. Right, yeah. exactly. And we've talked about work burnout before, especially as millennials. And I think it's something that I, everyone, again, you, like you can't put people in a box. I think everyone can experience this depending on where you work and how your bosses respect your free time and stuff like that. But it's such a it's such a larger conversation than just women like mm -hmm. it, it really is it's humans and it's a it's a huge issue that i i actually really sympathize with this mm -hmm. because i i think burnout is so legitimate and mm -hmm. i don't think people talk about it enough but hello like this is a bigger mm -hmm. conversation it's not about moms yeah and it's like all the research that they did basically just like 
backed up their their already determined like consensus yeah like it just affirmed like, their yeah, bias exactly. really yeah and it's like you it, like i've said you can apply all these things to men and some men prefer to be at home yeah and some men prefer to be at the office and same goes for women yeah and it's okay and yes like if you are the kind of woman who comes home from working a full day at work and your husband has been at home and he's not done anything that can be very frustrating yeah i can for sure yeah I sure I'm sure that happens both ways. Like, oh yeah, and you, that's a co- that's a conversation to have inside your own marriage and like to to look at you know priorities to improve and responsibilities and, yeah. between the sexes and like sometimes one person is the breadwinner and the other person picks up the slack in other areas. Like those are individual like like circumstances and it's not right. something that you can just be like defined by like oh women are being trapped it's like oh give me a break that's a good that kind of inspires this next thought i have where it's kind of it seems like we're in competition with with each other like mm. you're not supposed to be in competition with your spouse yeah exactly yeah. like you're not supposed to be in competition with your spouse you guys are equals you're equals like, like you just said it's a partnership exactly so you're gonna have to pick up the slack here mm-hmm. and there, but I think it should even out in the end. And yeah. if it doesn't, then you're right. That, that's something you should address more seriously. I don't know. Yeah, um, not every relationship works nicely and yeah. it doesn't. it's not an equal. And some women are coming home to a mess after working a full day and their husband's a bum. Like that stinks. Yeah, it's, that'd be so exhausting. That's, but that that's not the majority of relationships no. and that's not what they're even talking about here. They're talking, they're making like a broad brush stroke about yeah. like men in general, like love to go to the office and leave their, like, this quote, or in some cases, they're subconsciously or subconsciously choosing to distance themselves from the possibility of doing more unpaid domestic labor. Like, come on. Unpaid domestic labor? Like, like it's, you build a home together. It yeah. shouldn't, like, it's not supposed to be this, like, yeah. like exhausting and no. miserable. No, and you know, like, I know myself where I'm like, we need to reorganize the plastic bags. There's different types of plastic. Like a man is like, I'm cool with having disorganized plastic bags under the sink, but I'm like, I want them to be organized so that when I open the sink, it's not bags flying everywhere. Yeah. It's like, that's my, per- like for for him, he's not trying to get out of that unpaid domestic labor. He just doesn't want to, it's just not important to him at all. Yeah. And it's but, okay. But he'll care about something yes. that's complimentary to that, but yes. different that you don't want to do. And yeah. Anyway. Like make money. I can't, I won't. Yeah, I'm like make money. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she needs your e-transfers. Please send me an e-transfer. <laughs> uh, speaking of money, should we mm, move on to our yes, next let's one? Let's move on before my face explodes. <laughs> yes, it's going to happen. Um, I guess one last thought on that article, though, is you making women look bad. Yeah, it's it's the subtle bigotry of low expectations. Yeah. And cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. we can do it all. We can do whatever we want. Okay? So shut up. All right. All right. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard says she was paid Quote, so much less than Chris Pratt for Jurassic World until he advocated for equal pay. Okay. <clears throat> Do you see? Do you see it in the title there, Nat? Mm. She was paid so much less than Chris Pratt until who advocated for equal pay? I think it was a biological male. It was him. It was it Chris was a man. Pratt. Like, so I think it's wrong. Like, okay, I'm going to back up a little bit before I dig into this. I, in this article, it mentions that Ellen Pom- Pompeo, Pompeo. Pompeo said that she Grey's qu- Anatomy. Yeah, she almost quit Grey's Anatomy when she found out Patrick Dempsey was getting paid twice as much as her. That is effed up. The show is called Grey's Anatomy, and she plays Meredith Grey. The the but okay, fine, fine. I don't watch the show, but like, but um, did what? they 
negotiate. Well, yes, that's the thing. Their wage. At the, at, like we've talked about the wage gap before. Women are less likely to demand more money mm-hmm. or negotiate more money. That's my first thought. And my second thought on this is in the case of Bryce Dallas Howard, even though I actually think she's an incredible actress, uh, People don't know her. They know Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Like, he's super famous. Yeah. So he's bound to make the, the movie more money because yeah. of that, right? Like, and, and it's horrible, and it might be sexist, but if she quit, they would replace her with another woman. Yeah. That's a good that's It's a unfortunate. Good point. I'm not saying it's right. It happens all the time. Like, James Bond stays the same. The girl changes every time. Yeah. Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise, he stays the same. The girl changes every time. But It's when- not fair, but it's the way it is. So, like, you need to advocate for yourself. Yes. You need to make yourself irreplaceable. And as a woman, that can be hard, especially in Hollywood, where your beauty fades and the male just keeps getting older and somehow yeah, that's Hollywood okay. Yeah, Hollywood is disgusting. It's disgusting. Sexist industry. It's horrifying, and I get yeah. that. But, like, Nat just mentioned... Patrick Dempsey probably negotiated his salary better than Ellen Pompeo. And Chris Pratt definitely negotiated his salary Mm -hmm. better than Bryce Dallas Howard because he, in this thing, he says to her, you don't have to do a thing. I will take care of it. And it's like, he's playing this, he's being the hero in real life. And it's like, Bryce, you, like, you're making yourself seem pathetic by being like, I don't make enough money, but, like, I don't know what to do. And then the man comes in and, like, fixes it for you. It's like, well, that's that's why he gets more money than you. Plus, isn't Bryce Dallas Dallas Howard uh, a child of nepotism? I'm pretty sure she uh, came to Hollywood with some help. Mm. Don't know if Chris Pratt did. Pretty sure, pretty sure he self-made. Maybe I'm I wrong. don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. I don't know. But yeah, that is another thing. That is another in element Hollywood to consider, that's though. like I half of these people were born into this life. It's hard to pity you when you willingly enter a career in Hollywood and you're like, oh, they treat women so bad. It's like, yeah, they have for like a million years. Like, mm-hmm. like what else is new? Yeah, like you you chose to go into an industry that is going to sexualize you and um. What's the word I'm looking for? Just mistreat know. you and yeah. disrespect yeah. you. They're, and also, a Hollywood producer is not going to pay a penny more than they need to. No business will, including producers, will pay a penny more than they need to. Absolutely need to. So if Chris Pratt is the star of the franchise. And, and he's going to get the audience. And in, yeah, no. they're like, oh, I'm going to go see. There, no one says, I'm going to go see that new Bryce Dallas Howard movie. No, because she doesn't have the pull, even though she has talent. She's talented. It's just the way it is, and it sucks. But you chose to be in a terrible industry. It's terrible. And yeah. if you're going to be in that industry as a woman, you need to learn to negotiate like a man, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Like, why should you have to be beautiful and sensitive and a good actress and also yeah, it a, is unfair. a negotiator? That sucks. Yeah. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you But either. it's the way it is because he went in and he negotiated for you, and now you're enjoying the benefits of that. And so you should thank him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should just thank him and not thank him. speak to the he news about it. He can kill dinosaurs and negotiate for better wages for you. And he's, like, pretty hot. He's very hot. Anyway. Anyways. Speaking of more sexism. Yeah. <laughs> Serena Williams on why she's retiring now. I definitely don't want to be pregnant again as an athlete. Mm-hmm. I feel her. <laughs> I yes. Feel- well, okay. In her defense, yeah. before we get before into the Before we article, rip her apart. The birth of her daughter in 2017 was very traumatic, and it led to multiple surgeries and a near-death scare. Um, so kill me now. Right. And I think it's because she was quite a bit older when she had her first kid. Okay. She's like 41. <laughs> I'm so. going to, I'm going to cry. You're very young. Okay. She's 17. <laughs> okay. Okay. She's going to be fine. She's very yeah. healthy. Okay. You're, you're also not a tank yeah. like her. Well, that's, uh, you'd think that someone like an athlete would just be able to like shoot it out. Um, like a yes. tennis ball. 
So she sang Ta-Ta to tennis um, after seven Wimbledon and seven Australia Open titles, six U.S. Open trophies, and three French Open crowns. Williams, who's 40, is officially retiring from the sport, she announced last week. It's pretty impressive that she's so good still at 40. She's one of the greatest players like, ever. Like, that's pretty crazy. And she came from nothing. Like, you should watch mm-hmm. the Will Smith mm-hmm. movie, uh, what's it called, King Richard. It's yeah. honestly so good, and it's all about her and her sister and yeah. her dad. And Will yeah. Smith actually deserved his Oscar. I'm sorry. Don't slap me, though. <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah. Um, but, I don't know, 40 is pretty old for an athlete. Yeah, it is. You know, but, it's old for a male athlete. So we could tinfoil hat too. it and say like, oh, maybe she's actually just retiring and she doesn't want to concede that she's too old for the game. But it's like yeah. she hasn't been losing lately. So that seems not that I follow tennis that closely, but I haven't seen like, oh, Serena Williams like loses again. So yeah. I'm thinking that might not be it. But I think there's something to be said about the fact that like when a male athlete retires, it's usually because he's too old or he's injured. Right. Because he doesn't he doesn't want to play anymore. But for a female, she's literally retiring because she wants to give birth again. And and you could look at it two ways. The first way and how she's probably looking at it and how the left will look at it is like, that's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair that she has to give up her career to have a baby. Could Where, also just not have a baby. Yeah. I would argue the other way to look at it is like, well, that's a privilege. Like I've mentioned earlier, yeah. like having a baby is a privilege, not a right. And she doesn't have to do it. She's doing she it. Could because she could also adopt. Yes, exactly. There are ways that she could bring more life into her family. A puppy. A pu- exactly. You and know? and it's a it's one of the most beautiful things she can do. And the fact that she can be a huge, the biggest female tennis star in ever. the world ever, and also a mother is awesome. Yeah. Like we, they say, like you can look at it like, oh, that sucks that she has to. It's like, or you can be like, how amazing is it yeah, I that think, she did both things? No, amazing. I totally agree. And she, she came from nothing. Like she hustled. Her family mm-hmm. worked their ass off to get her to where she is. And I think it's like, she has like a net worth of, oh gosh, it's like hundreds of millions of dollars. She's married to some- From hitting a ball with a thing. Yeah, so $260 million net worth. And it's like, you've accomplished so much. Like, I think if you're gonna be exiting this field, you need to go out on a high horse and say, look at all the things I've done. Yeah. I came from nothing. I've done enough. And I'm also a mom, to your point, and I'm married, and Mm -hmm. I have a huge net worth. Mm -hmm. And you've you've also paved the way for other little black girls in tennis. Like, she's- She's literally an icon. She's I, an icon. I don't particularly like the way she plays. She's like a... But, she gets it done, But Nat. she gets it done. <laughs> she, could take you, she could wrap you up into a ball. And, she could kill me. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's scary. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's such a weird way to look at it. It's like, oh, she ha- oh, it sucks that she has to quit. It's like... Yeah. Well, or and it kind she's of, being a responsible, loving mother. Yeah, like, I think children need their parents. And I think you're doing the right thing. Your kid didn't ask to be born. You brought it into the mm-hmm. world. You should be a supportive and loving and present parent. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. You've, she's been playing for decades as well. It's like maybe it's time to let uh, someone else win. Like mm-hmm. she's kind of being a gatekeeper. It yeah, a little seems, bit. I mean, if the thing is, is, if you're the goat, yeah. you're the goat. You don't need to retire just to let some loser come in second place. Yeah. Like, but I will say that this highlights the biological differences between men and women. We need some sort of like alarm. Biological differences between men and women. Like, she has to quote give up her tennis career to give birth to a, a child. And you know who's never going to have to do that? Uh, Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas. But will never have to do that. I think the way she describes it, though, makes it seem as though she resents her kid a little. Yeah, that's that's and, the problem with the whole And her kid's going to grow up and see all of this yeah. in the media. Like, because she, she did a, a Vogue cover, and mm. that's no where No one this, will see that. Yeah, no one reads Vogue. Okay, no one does <laughs> read Vogue. But one of the things she said 
uh, that would really was so interesting is she says the only person I've really um, gone there with, like talked about this with is her therapist. And it's like, so you can't talk to your loving parents, but you can tell Vogue mm -hmm. that the only people you can talk to, even yeah. though you're literally telling the entire world right now. So it's like, do you really need my sympathy? Because I don't make $260 million. Yeah. I don't feel bad for you. And she already has a kid and she's- She's married seems, to a tech guy. Yeah, seems, yeah. So, I don't know which guy, but he's uh, rich. Reddit, oh. A Reddit guy. So rich. Yeah. So um, it's like, boo hoo. And you have, and you think you're probably gonna have another kid. Like that's a privilege. Again, that's like a gift from God. So like, I don't feel bad for you. You're no. a winner. You're a huge star. Your life is amazing. You have an and amazing legacy. You're choosing to retire before you tear an Achilles to have another baby to raise with your millions of dollars. Yeah. Plus his millions. Possible so, billions. Shut up. You're good. You're doing great, girl. Yeah. I don't want to hear any more complaining from you. And Serena. she can still like she can still play tennis. Yeah. She like she can teach high level athletes she can coach and she can get like her advertising deals like none of that's going away yeah you're fine and you don't have to have the kid keep playing if you want to my goodness yeah. you know what the real reason she didn't tell her dad is because he would have been like get your head in the game <laughs> serena does he say that in the movie no oh but that's from high school musical mm -hmm. okay it's all yeah that's that's the, where nat's sports knowledge starts and stops it starts and <laughs> stops at high school musical <laughs> troy bolton's pretty anyway okay yeah, okay we'll move on um, um from that but yeah. um, Matt Walsh tweeted, yeah. in true lib fashion, Serena Williams plays the victim card and bizarrely says it's not fair that women have to do the physical labor of having babies. And it's like, it's like, what in, like, what do you mean fair? Mm -hmm. I think it's, a, I like the way he summarizes it. I don't always agree with him, but. I always agree with every single thing. Yeah. Because he's Matt Walsh. Just kidding. That's we a, are that's humans. A, that's a really healthy. We are humans. She's a really healthy relationship. Um, I would like to pundits. point out. Yeah. They're <laughs> gods. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out that it's not fair that men have the highest mortality rate at workplace incidences and that men are the uh, number one victims of murders and that men have are the only ones that get drafted into war and that um, I have another one here. Oh, yeah. They have to kill spiders. Ooh. Yeah. It's not Ooh. fair. Ooh. It's, not, it's fair. not fair. You know what else isn't fair? Life, Serena. Yeah. And I don't have $260 million to help make me get through my crap. If you life. would like to even out the playing field, please, please donate. Send. <laughs> 200 and, well, we'll take a million. Just a million. We'll each. take 100 million. We'll take 100. We'll split it. We'll split it, though, and we'll be generous with each and other. Then, and then we'll start complaining, too. We'll be like, it's not fair. <laughs> we want to relate to you, so send yeah, us money, please Serena. Please help us relate to you, All right. Serena. Okay. All right. All right. Speaking of relatable, oh. what's more relatable than an actress who's worth like $30 million? 35. $35 million telling people to pay for their uh, college-aged daughters to freeze their eggs so that they can focus on their careers and then, and then be single moms when they grow up. Ooh. That's so relatable, I think. So relatable. Um, so Mindy Kaling, mm. the writer, actress, and creator promoted single motherhood in an interview released this month, adding her hope that parents should pay for their college daughters to freeze their egg. She had her eggs frozen and became a single mother in her late 30s, and she's currently single with two children. I would like to point out two fatherless children. Yeah, I'd also like to point out that she has nannies, I, I think, yes. I would assume, well, because I, she's a millionaire and I'm she is a producer, an actor. No expert. Mm. But if I were a single mom, and I had millions of dollars, mm. a mansion, mm. a pool, mm -hmm. Botox, a chef probably, 
nannies. Yeah, a driver. A driver. I think being a single mom would be flipping wonderful. I think it would be, yeah. It's so tone deaf of her to be like, girls, everyone. She says every 19, I wish every 19 year old girl would come home from college and that the gift, instead of buying them jewelry or vacation or whatever, mm-hmm. is their parents would, would take them to freeze their eggs. First of all, not everyone comes home from college to a bunch of gifts, Mindy. Yeah. Just because I did, because my parents were like, wow, you graduated. Oh my God. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> I was extremely privileged. Most people are not, most like a lot. No, a lot like, of people either can't go to college or they have to put themselves through college by working a bunch of jobs and there, there's no gifts yeah, waiting for them. You're the one percent. Yeah. So I would like you to shit up. Yeah, shit her. And it's like she talks about how kids are the best part of her life, but it's like, what? But is is the way you've done things the best for your kids? Because it kind of feels like they were just like puppies that you decided to order, mm-hmm. and then you picked them up one when day you were and ready like, for them. Exactly. And That's it's like the problem. It's like it's all about like me. Like when my life is ready for you to be yeah. in it, then I can have children. It's like okay. Without a dad. Without a dad, mind you. So. So you don't need to have a father in your life. No. And I think, like, this is goes back to our earlier point. Like, can't women do it all? Like, can't we go to school, mm. have a job, have yeah. kids, be married? Yeah, like, it's like cutting our legs off. Like, you can't have a good career, ladies, if you bother with children and all that. And, like... And like a husband and love, like it's so much better. We know this statistically. We've talked about fatherlessness before on the show. Yeah, we need- Statistically, kids have a way better chance at not becoming drug addicts, not becoming violent, graduating from school, getting mm-hmm. a good job and having a stable family of their own if they have a father in the house. So yeah. she's literally saying to all every 19 year old girl, don't worry about all of that. Just go and get your career, climb your way up the ladder, pay your income tax and then when you're 40 and you have millions of dollars and no partner and no partner to help you then you can start raising your your yeah. kids it's just the most Come egregious on. thing and also i read an article about a woman who did that uh-oh she froze her eggs did her career and then none of her eggs were viable when she was ready for them because that is also a and honestly i'm glad it didn't happen to Millie, mindy kaylin because i honestly think she'd be a great mom yeah, she's, she's hilarious. I love her. I like, love her too, I really actually. do love the Mindy Project. Me and she too. was hilarious on The it's Office. my favorite and show ever. She's so funny. She's yeah. great. I think she'd be a great fun mom. So I'm glad that she has her kids. But this woman was not so lucky and yeah. her eggs were not viable when she was ready for them. And she said in the article, it was like, it was like for a major, it wasn't even for like a, it was for a major news publication. I forget, but I'll try and find it. But yeah. um, she said, I regret this. I wish I had just had kids when I could have. And now I have nothing except... Uh, a long career. Yeah, and there's obviously this huge, I don't know, weird narrative that they're trying to, like, make it seem like kids are going to ruin your life. Yeah. And it's, I don't know if there's, like, an agenda there, like, to depopulation and all that stuff. I don't know what the what the reason is, but it's, like, ki- having kids is literally what we're born to do. We're born to get married, have kids, and reproduce. Like, yeah. I'm talking, like, Elon here. Yikes. But <laughs> but it's, like, Mind it's you, true. Neither Nad or I have children yet, but so maybe we... Well, you're maybe, on your way. I know. Maybe once my baby comes out, I'll be like, they're right! Yeah. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> but, my life is over. But it's a beautiful thing, and they're, they don't want us to have that in a normal and functioning yeah. way for some reason and, and I just don't get it and also your life is kind of not yours yeah. forever like if you want to just vacation and party and shop for the rest of your life boring. it sounds like whatever 
to each their own, that's fine. But like the way I see it personally for me, it's like when I have my kid, maybe they will ruin my life as it is now. I will start a new well, one. It's going to disrupt your life. Exactly. Yeah. I, will, my, I will be reborn as a new person and that new life will be a lot harder and I'll get a lot less sleep. So in a sense, they're ruining my life. But I'm like, I'm bringing them into the world. Like they, their life is the important life now. And like, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And like, yeah. again, and I say selfless. this now. I say this now. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, I mean, Seb and I have been married for three years, three and a half years, and now we're kind of like, we're kind of bored. Yeah. It's like, what's next? Like, we don't, I don't want to. There's only, only so many, yeah, there's only so many restaurants. Yeah, and so many trips you can go on and you're like, eh, like, I think you're right. Like, Have we a don't. baby. Yeah, you know, but it's like, uh, there's something, kids, having kids is obviously fulfilling in mm. some way. In some way. And children are a gift. I'll let so, you know. Yeah. I might be gifting my baby to you. And, but to that point, it's not, I'll take her <laughs> or him, but it's not to say that like having, like parents, being a parent isn't difficult. We, no, of, of course, course it's hard. Of, of course. course. It's going to, it's going to ruin your life as yeah. it is right now. You will, I, like on Saturday, I slept until 10 a.m. That's over. Like if I want to be like, I'm, my life is ruined. I can't yeah. sleep until 10 a.m. And I can't 7 stay up probably. till 2 a.m. watching horror movies. Like, yeah. But it's going to yes. be interesting and fun. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be and a ride. And they little feet. And your kid's going to have a great dad. So. Yeah. Sorry, Mindy. Sorry. You suck. Yeah. No, it's you just don't. a bad. It's just. It's no, a really great. bad take. But it's a bad take. And it's tone deaf. And it's such a it's such a celebrity thing It's such a privileged thing to say. It's such a privileged thing to and say. And a secular thing to say. And mm. it's just. It's not working for no, me. No, it's not working. Anyway. Anyways, this has been a lot that's of. That's been fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of girl talk. What are our takeaways? Our biggest takeaways are that feminism is a plague. Mm. It's a plague. It's a plague. It's, it's like plague. the real pandemic is feminism. <laughs> Wear a mask when you're walking outside well, lest you catch feminism. Should we ask Fauci how to combat this yeah, I think, vicious virus? I think he would say that it's highly transmissible. Mm. And that you should wear three masks to Do avoid Do you think it. there's a feminist vaccine? Oh my God, it's, yes. I don't know what it is, but I think there is one, but it's to give you feminism. Oh. And they've all taken it already. Okay. Well, as uh, your favorite anti vaxxers, that's the sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sure. That's uh, the sure. So thank you all for tuning in. As you know, this show airs every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Rebel News Plus. You can subscribe today for eight bucks a month at misunderstoodshow.ca. Boom. Boom. And if you haven't yet subscribed, you can listen. For free every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on all your favorite streaming flat platforms, platforms like my sandals, and uh, and then on Saturday the show comes out for free in all its beautiful glory for everyone to watch at misunwatchmisunderstood.com. Watchmisunderstood.com. But subscribe to our YouTube channel. We need a thousand subscribers. Yes, Please do. subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube right now because it's already Saturday. Hit the subscribe button. Or else, no, because I'm just the money that you you donate, well, yeah, it's close. you'll monetize. You'll help us monetize yeah, the channel, and you'll help the lights stay on. Okay, yeah, we yeah, need yeah. the lights. We We're need, getting old. Yeah, so for for YouTube, it's free. You just have to hit a subscribe button. But when you sign up for Rebel News Plus, you're not only signing up for all the shows, but you're also supporting Rebel News in general. That's how mm -hmm. Rebel News is able to send. Like Lincoln was just an equal equal Whatever. How do you say it? It's the North, the Great White North. He was there, and <laughs> and Lewis was in the in the Netherlands, and it's just like that's how we pay for all those trips that are super important to tell the other side of the story. So you're not just paying for us because we are great. 
We are worth You're, it. okay, we get it. You're paying for us and you want us to shut up. Yeah. We get it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Understood. Okay. All right, all right, all right. We'll take your money. All right. Okay, now follow us on Social Murdera social if you really murder. like us. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We're, we got a bunch of fun we videos, pop, We pop clips. and lock it. So, We're okay. very hip. All right, bye. Bye.